welcome to Mission in 5, the podcast, the show where we ask five simple questions to ministry practitioners to learn more about who they are and where they see God moving in their local communities. My name is Greg Mamula. I'm the Associate Executive Minister and Region Missionary for the American Baptist Churches of Nebraska. And every single week, I get to partner with churches and ministry practitioners. And I'm always amazed at the many and varied ways that God works in our individual communities and when multiple churches come together for mission and ministry. And so, that's the purpose of this podcast, to share with you the many things that God is doing and to meet some of the people participating in God's mission in Nebraska, across the country, and around the world. Well, thanks for tuning in to hear the latest episode of Mission in 5. Whether you're streaming this episode on Podbean or Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play, we would just want to thank you for tuning in. Today our guest is Mark Merkel. He is the chaplain of the Maplecrest Care Center in Benson, Nebraska. Mark is an ordained minister and certified chaplain. He's also a Nebraska native from the Norfolk area. In our conversation, we discussed the role of chaplaincy, the ministry of hospice as holy presence. We also swapped a few fishing stories along the way. You might notice in the background of part of our conversation, there are many voices. Um, that's because we recorded this during the uh, hours when the preschool was here at the regional office, and so you'll hear some of those kids' voices in the background. Well, we hope that you enjoy this conversation with Mark Merkel, chaplain of the Maplecrest Care Center. Well, Mark, I appreciate you being here with us today. Thank you, Greg. It's good to be here. Well, our format is easy enough. We ask five simple questions to ministry practitioners like yourself to learn more about who you are and where you see God working in your community. So let's jump right in. Question number one, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Well, thank you. My name is Mark Merkel. Um, I was raised in northeast Nebraska in the town of Norfolk. I'm the oldest of five children and was raised in a Christian home where going to church every Sunday was an expectation as well as a, a way of life. Yep. Um, I then, uh, I, after high school, I completed my education in philosophy and theology, getting my master's, okay. and served in uh, denominational ministry uh, for 13 years. Oh, very good. Um, and during those years, um, as life-giving as they were, I also uh, felt that there was something missing okay. in my life, and it wasn't uh, fulfilling. It wasn't touching me in the, the core of my, my being for okay. ministry. And I was reading a book one day by the great Quaker uh, Parker Palmer. Oh, okay. Let Your Life Speak. Yeah. And I read a line that I think he used from Frederick Buchner, um, and the line is, your vocation is where your deep joy meets the world's great need. Yes, very good. Yeah, and that quote really changed my life, and I began to reflect more and more on how this just wasn't the right vehicle for me to serve God, and I ended up leaving then the denominational pastoring ministry and thought to myself, what about being a hospice chaplain? Mm. And I was I was uh, dating uh, a lady at the time who is now my wife, okay. and she was from Florida. So I moved to Florida and got a job as a hospice chaplain. I was assigned to their end-of-life care center. Okay. And from the first day that I walked into that care center, I had this feeling of belonging and I could hear myself saying, you are home. Okay. And for the last 
12 to 13 years now, there isn't a day that goes by that I do not um, uh, have something happen as a chaplain that touches uh, the deep core of my, my being um, uh, in a way that, uh, that uh, it, it touches that deep gladness, that, yeah. that deep joy in, okay. in my heart. Very good. And so for me, uh, being a, an interfaith chaplain um, has, I've, I've recognized that as my, my vocation and my calling from God. Okay. Um, and so um, those, uh, those years um, really have been uh, transformative for me, um, especially because through chaplaincy, I am able to um, companion people, people who are suffering. And in the hospice context, it was people who are going through the, their end-of-life process. And so it became important to me to learn about compassionate presence and mindfulness and how to be present mm. to people at the bedside as they are dying. And mm. that's how I came to see that um, companioning um, men and women going through a dying process is all about compassionate presence. When you were making the transition from denominational work to hospice, it seemed it's pretty clear you had an affirmation process along the way of that this is where you're supposed to be and this is your calling and this is where um, your deep joy meets the world's needs as, as, as Beekner says. Did you know when you were making the transition from denominational work to hospice that this is the direction you wanted to go or this was one of a couple of options you looked into and then was affirmed in, in trying this one? That is a great question. That is a great question. Um, I did not know. Okay. I was thinking this might be where my vocation really lies, but I wasn't sure. Okay. Um, I knew that in the denominational setting, I loved visiting people who were sick, mm -hmm. being present to people who were suffering, whether it was um, whatever loss it might be in, in their lives. And uh, so I thought, what is a ministry where I can serve God and uh, do the best I can to serve God in a way that is going to be present to people who are suffering. Hmm. And I, in prayer one day, I was thinking about this, praying about this, and the word hospice oh, just came to my cool. mind. And it was from that I thought, you know, why not give it a try? Yeah. And so I literally was just giving it a try when I got hired, but almost immediately I realized I um, that I loved it, and I also had a gift for it to okay. be with people in that setting. Um, question number two, then, is, is how did you get here? So you talked about moving to Florida. You got married. You were doing some hospice work there. Um, but now you're clearly in, in Omaha. You're working at the Mabel Chris Care Center in, in the Benson area. Um, how did that transition take place? My wife and I uh, were living in Florida, and we had um, decided that we wanted to move back to my home in Nebraska. Okay. Um, she um, is very close to my family mm -hmm. and thought that that would be a good place for us to relocate. So it was actually my wife's idea. Okay. Um, and uh, after her visiting with me a few times about it, I realized how serious she was. Mm -hmm. And so we made a three-year plan to get back to 
uh, Nebraska, focusing here in the Omaha area. Okay. And so I left my I, I left my full time job at the care center with the hospice and went part time. Mm-hmm. And then I did a residency in CPE. Okay. Clinical pastoral right. education. Yes. Um, I, I had already done one unit, but I wanted to get the other three units. And right. so I did a full-time residency. And um, so then uh, my wife got a job. She works uh, for UNO at with the Buffett Early Childhood Institute. Oh, okay. And Very when cool. she got a job, we realized, okay, this is our timetable. Let's right. do this a year early. And it was in January that this position opened up at Maplecrest. And a friend told me about it, and I looked at it, and I thought, this might be a wonderful professional opportunity to try something a little bit different, but also um, 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 a, a personal opportunity mm-hmm. to just expand my own um, my own um, you know abilities in in pastoral care, and I absolutely love it. I'm able to now provide ministry to the whole spectrum mm. of, of people with their needs. Right. And one thing I discovered almost immediately is that in a, in a skilled nursing facility setting, um, almost everyone there has emotional pain, has spiritual mm. pain, yeah. some broken dream. I never thought I'd end up in a nursing facility. Sure. I can't walk the way I'd like to walk. My body hurts. And so you have that whole spectrum of, of, of some who are very unhappy um, or, you know, have depressive feelings, to some who are doing very well, all the way to those who are actively dying. Yeah. So I get everything for, for ministry, and, and I just love it. Very good. Well, uh, tell us a little bit more about your, your personal life then. Um, what are some things that move you? My strongest passion mm-hmm. is... Um, end-of-life spiritual care. Okay. It still is, whether I'm a, officially a hospice chaplain or not, it still is. And okay. so I love continuing um, to grow in okay. my learning of, of end-of-life spiritual okay. care, compassionate presence. Um, I also, as far as hobbies and interests, um, since the time I was a child, I have uh, have been... Uh, interested in hunting and fishing okay um, when I was a small child already um, my father would take my brothers and I um, up to uh, Gavin's Point Dam on the South Dakota border there Nebraska okay. and South yeah, Dakota yeah. fishing okay so he took us many times throughout my childhood okay. I, I wouldn't even be able to put a number yeah. on it we went so often in the summer yeah. so and that's I, not too far from Norfolk no, it isn't. And there were a couple of years that we lived in Crofton because that's where my dad is from. So we were only 10 miles from the dam at that point wow. for a few of those years. Yeah. But we continued once we were back in Norfolk then. Okay. We continued to go up there. But I just learned, I mean, I just developed a real love for, for fishing, for river wow. fishing. And and that's that All right, always I got to stop you me. there. Okay. Every fisherman's got the one that got away story. Uh-huh. And they also have the lie of the biggest fish they ever caught. Uh-huh. So tell me, the one that got away first. Oh, the one that got away. When I was a child, um, I we were fishing with strawberry uh, dough ball. Yeah. And I 
I hooked what I would, uh, as a child, what I thought was a monster. Mm -hmm. And it was fighting and fighting and fighting. And I, I, we saw it coming close and was getting mm -hmm. closer to the dip net. Um, but before it did, it, it just took a snap of the, of the head and, uh, and got away. And it, was okay. a, it looked like it was like a four-foot-long carp for a <laughs> little kid like me. So Very good. that was fun. All right. Cool. Very good. <laughs> All right, sorry, carry on here. Fishing and hunting, and these are things that are giving yeah. you passion. Well, then I'll just say that I continue to go up to Canada now fishing okay. every year yeah. uh, with my brother. Okay. Uh, we go with a few friends, and we go every single June for, mm -hmm. for, uh, yeah. for 10 days. And All right. So we, we do lose some monster fish up there, <laughs> literally. I've done a little fishing. I, my family roots are in Arkansas. Oh. Um, and so um, I caught, uh, there's this picture of me and like my freshman year of college, I'd gone fishing with some my, my roommate and his dad, and we would turn the boat sideways and float down the river and fish out the back and go with the stream, you know. Yes, and yes. Uh, I caught this trout that I tell everybody was, you know, four feet long, you know. But <laughs> the, the picture, you know, obviously makes it a normal-sized trout. But it, it was one of the cooler fishes. And then um, last summer, my family, I was taking my kids fishing, and we went to a local pond here in Omaha, Lake they call them lakes, but <laughs> they're ponds, right? <laughs> they're ponds. <laughs> and um, I accidentally, we, we were doing little jigs for like sunfish and, and crappies and these sort of things, right. and a catfish hit it. And I pulled in a catfish on a oh. tiny little wow. weighted thing, and it was the biggest fish I've ever caught. <laughs> so big so. So you, that's the last thing you were expecting yeah yeah and the other passion I have is hunting okay so um, from the time I was 13 years old my father took me turkey hunting mm -hmm. so I developed that passion for turkey hunting okay and so to this day every spring I go spring turkey hunting okay. and every fall I go fall turkey hunting that's and cool. camp out and cook out over the fire mm -hmm. and I just I cherish those days in in the in the woods where there are no you know really are, are no um, technological yeah. machines you know there's computers or yeah, iPads yeah. to get in the way right. of just a good time in the outdoors. But if you take your iPhone with you, you can listen to Mission in Five the podcast. Yes, I can. Yeah, or a Nebraska football game. <laughs> Question number four then is is what's happening at the Maplecrest uh, Care Center? Maybe just start off a little bit by telling our listeners who may not know what exactly is Maplecrest. Sure. You know, and then um, some of the ministry that that you do there. You've alluded to. But um, we, we know the work of a chaplain isn't just to residents. Sometimes it's to also the nursing staff yes. or the administration. So maybe share some of that stuff with us as well. Maplecrest is a faith-based, long-term care facility okay. that's owned by the American Baptist Homes of the Midwest. Right. We're like six facilities in a few different states. Um, our skilled nursing facility is located in downtown Benson here in Omaha. We have a capacity at Maplecrest of 160 residents. 18 of those residents are on our second floor short-term acute post-acute care rehab. Okay. And uh, so those um, who are in rehab, uh, they um, are there uh, for post-acute stroke, okay. um, post-orthopedics, um, they can be there because of other surgeries, because they had a fall, yeah. other um, because of weak, general weakness. There are a number of reasons of why they might be there. Wound care healing. So this is a, a process of, of 
of recovering wholeness or, or wellness, yes. and then they eventually leave the care center and go back home. Correct. It's okay. it's about recovering um, wholeness to the extent possible mm -hmm. to either go home or to transition to a long-term care setting, okay. whether that's at Maplecrest or a different nursing facility of, um, of the family's choice. Okay. In 2017, we finished a $17 million renovation project that um, gives our residents a more functional and an aesthetically beautiful space yeah. to live in. Yeah. Um, we are a, indeed a nonprofit faith-based organization, which means that we provide services to the community regardless of their ability to pay. Mm -hmm. So at Maplecrest, we will take any form of, of income as a payer source. Um, we are primarily a Medicaid facility. Okay. I would say 80% of our residents at Maplecrest are on Medicaid. They okay. are accepted and received into our facility um, on Medicaid. We also take um, hospice patients for respite um, from different hospice companies where the caregiver need, either needs to go out of town for a short time oh, okay. or just have caregiver relief for four or five days. Okay. They, we are contracted with them to have them bring um, their hospice patients to our care center. That's cool. Yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. know that sort of ministry existed. Yes, and it's good for them. It's good for yeah. us. <clears throat> it's good for both. Uh, we also have um, at any given time um, several of our residents who are hospice patients who are provided hospice care by uh, various local hospices uh, in the area. Okay. Uh, but I think what pleases me the most is that we have religious services daily mm -hmm. at Maplecrest, um, including every Saturday and two services on Sundays. Okay. But the vast majority of our services are Baptist in nature, right. and we are incredibly blessed mm -hmm. to have several pastors who volunteer to do this for us. Okay, tell us what's next. You know, what's what are some things in in your life that that are that are of interest, or maybe is there some big thing coming up for Maplecrest that that we should know about? Well, I would say that um, <clears throat> as far as uh, what's next um, for me personally. <clears throat> Um, I'll start there. Um, I love um, being at Maplecrest. Right. It has been such a breath of fresh air to to truly find an environment of team members, especially on the leadership team, who work well together, have good camaraderie, okay. good fellowship, laughter at our daily morning meetings, okay. um, and also and to work with uh, with team members who take the mission of providing good care to our residents seriously. Okay. So I feel blessed to be a part of that. And since I've only been there for a little less than a year, um, I'm hoping to be there for many more years into the future. So what's next for me is continuing to grow into my role okay. as an interfaith chaplain now in this uh, foundationally Baptist setting sure. and to continue to meet those needs for our residents, uh, for our team members, uh, for our residents' family members, all, all three components as a chaplain. I'm... I'm there, and um, and I really do love the variety. Sometimes yeah. the days are filled with joy, and sometimes there's a lot of grief. 
It just depends on, on the issue and what's going on with a resident or with a family member okay. um, of a resident. Um, at Maple Crest, we um, have annually um, our giving of food baskets during the holidays. Oh, yes. So that's coming right. up now. Yeah, okay. And so I have been um, able to, since I'm new on the, the new kid on the block, it's been an opportunity for me to have this holiday giving that's approaching be an opportunity for me to reach out to pastors. Okay. And so that's what I've been doing for the last couple of months, calling pastors, um, talking with them on the phone or going to meet them um, in their congregational setting to learn about who they are, right. what their needs are, um, how we at Maplecrest might be able to more fruitfully partner with them in whatever capacity yeah. possible as I'm telling them about the holiday gift baskets. Right. I think one of the, the blessings for me coming to uh, Maplecrest has been to uh, reach out mm. uh, to the pastors and not only to get to know so many of our pastors and congregations uh, for personal reasons, but professionally as well, mm. to let everyone out there know that Maplecrest exists. Right. And that's always been the mission. Maplecrest was set up decades ago, I believe mm -hmm. in 1937, a long, long time ago. And it's always had uh, its mission to be that of reaching out to the community that we don't just serve ourselves and provide for the needs of people within our building, but into the larger community as well. And so when I was hired, um, we talked about how do we revitalize that and make it even stronger than yeah. what it maybe used to be or, okay. or has been. Yeah. Um, and so that's the, the learning right now okay. as I'm meeting people is how do we continue to develop um, as a care center to m to meet the needs and to be in a in a vibrant relationship with our Baptist congregations in the area and also our local churches. We have right. Presbyterian, Lutheran, Catholic churches sure. in the area as well, but especially the Baptist community. That's right. our main focus. Well, very good, very good. So, uh, how can we as American Baptist partner with you? Well, that is a that's a good question. Um, that is that is on that's an ongoing um, um, learning, if you will, uh, for us. Um, but I, I guess I would say that we definitely want all of our Baptist churches in the local community to know that we are available. We also uh, do want to let our pastors know that if they ever would like one of us just to come give a five, 10 minute promotional, mm -hmm. whether it's me as the chaplain or, or uh, Joey as our ad, ad, ad admissions uh, and, and public relations uh, coordin uh, coordinator, always happy to, yeah. to come out on any Sunday and visit, uh, visit uh, you know, from the pulpit for a few moments or just after service and to let people know who Maplecrest is and that we are in the community um, as a viable option for any needs that they or their loved ones might have. Very good. Well, Chaplain Mark Merkel at the Maplecrest Care Center, I, I appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast today. 
Well, thank you for having me. It's been a joy. Well, thanks for listening to Mission in 5, the podcast. Keep tuning in as we introduce you to the ministry practitioners engaging with God's mission through the local church in Nebraska and the larger American Baptist community. Check out the show notes for links and contact information for Mark Merkel, chaplain at the Maplecrest Care Center. You'll also find links there for Maplecrest. And then you'll also find links for the American Baptist Homes of the Midwest. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you receive these episodes, especially to our dedicated host sites of Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. Whatever platform you use, be sure to rate and review us so we know how you're enjoying the podcast and so others can find it more easily. Send us ideas on who you'd like us to interview for future episodes and feel free to support us by giving through the PayPal link on our abcnebraska.com website. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.